Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Supermarcado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. How's it going? This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Today on the podcast, we're going to be taking a look at the Ace Attorney series. This is another example of sort of deja vu. We did our Professor Layton episode a couple years ago now, and when we did that, I was just like, haven't we done this before? Even more so with this. This is this is a Patreon-suggested episode, and the individual who submitted this even said the same thing. They're like, I had to double check. I thought you guys, I assumed you would have done this already. I feel like there's some sort of bizarro universe where we did a Phoenix Wright episode, but you know, you check the logs, you check the episode archive, and we never did it. Well, Carl, do you believe in that there's that kind of, uh, there's that theory that uh, people's collective mismemory of certain cultural events are proof of like multiple universes. I don't disagree with that. Our universe <laughs> I, don't know, split. I don't know if I fully believe that in my heart, but uh, moments like this make me scratch my head. Well, like people that think there's that movie that movie i think it's shazam, shazam mm-hmm. that like a lot of people since they believe in that they think that there's like some alternate universe and it's people crazy. have like collective mismemories about things so i know a lot of you guys are, are very happy uh seeing this episode pop up on your feed this is a series of courtroom games <laughs> <laughs> developed by capcom starring um the main character phoenix wright and the first game was originally released on the Game Boy Advance, and then years later it was um, released on the DS. And that was when most people played the game, because that was the first time it was released in North America. Uh, so we're going to play a lot of music from this series. I, I'm Will, do you have some thoughts on maybe why it took us so long to finally focus on um, the Phoenix Wright games? Well, I think we've been just so focused on uh, all the other courtroom RPG series. <laughs> and it's just like sometimes you just forget, you know, to get around to the, the real classics. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a game that on paper seems like it would never be successful. It just doesn't make sense. Let alone like a series. But this is the funny thing about video games is like a really specific and odd game like just eventually will become a genre or a series like without fail and that's the funny thing games are just so iterative and we don't think about it that way but like the fact that there's a genre called side scroller platformer jumper games it's like other before mario when was like how often do you jump in your day-to-day life but almost every single video game has a jump button it's like the 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 fact it's like i don't know i just think it's kind of interesting how these very specific quirks become so just ubiquitous right commonplace so i'm looking on uh wikipedia and i don't want to get this wrong technically speaking the genre is adventure and visual novel that would be the the genre of these games. And the games follow Phoenix Wright, who, at, the, at least in the first game, is a rookie defense attorney who attempts to have his clients declared not guilty. So I think there is some really interesting elements to the game as far as like listening to, to witness testimony and trying to figure out who's lying and trying to find the truth and to investigate. So it is a really interesting um, type of game that 
yeah, there's really not a lot of other competition for. And for whatever reason, it's become really popular. Yeah, and fun fact, it takes place in the universe of L.A. Noir. A lot of people don't realize that, <laughs> but it actually has the same characters. So um, what we're going to do is there are six main series, uh, main titles, and we're going to focus on music from all those. And we're also at the very end of the episode going to play music from two of the spinoff games. Um, so let's just dive right into it. What you guys heard playing in was a nice chill way to start the episode. That was actually from Ace Attorney's Spirit of Justice. Uh, and we're going to get to that later. Um, that was Investigation Opening 2016. Uh, one interesting thing that a lot of the track titles have is they have the year that the original game was released. Um, and so, for example, we're going to move on to the very first game in the series. This is Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. And it was originally released for the Game Boy Advance in 2001. And so this first track that we're going to hear is kind of the main theme of the, the character Phoenix Wright. It's called Phoenix Wright Objection 2001. <laughs> and so that's why it's called that. Uh, the first game was composed by Masakazu Sugimori, as well as Naoto Tanaka. Let's take a listen to a very popular theme in the series. This is Phoenix Wright Objection 2001. So yeah, I don't think we could have ever planned a more contrasting <laughs> change of pace episode from last week, right? Right. Going from Guilty Gear to Phoenix Wright. Holy moly. So as you guys can probably hear if you're not familiar with this series, the musical tone of the series is very laid back, very jazzy, uh, at times very groovy. More often than not, this is incidental background music, music that is trying to set the stage for whatever is happening in the courtroom or whatever investigation you're doing. And I will say that overall in the series, I think the music is incredibly effective as far as what it's capturing in game. I've seen a lot of footage of this game being played and I'm trying to do some research. I've never gotten into this series. I do know that the music is is full of a lot of emotion. This whole series is full of a lot of emotion. Right. And so, you know, this is these are games about characters, about people, about specific personalities and things like that. And I think the music really conveys that. For whatever reason, it's been hard for me to get into the music of the series over the years. There wasn't really a lot that really jumped out and spoke to me. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of hear our take on, on this music. I will say that the playlist we have, uh, we found some really great stuff. Well, this is a pretty minimal piece of music, isn't it? Yeah, I um, I like the progression and the general mood of the piece. I like the sort mm-hmm. of modal minor sound that's happening in the chord progression. Mm-hmm. But 
For me personally, there's not really enough substance here to enjoy as a piece of music. And it's because that riff that's just repeated as ad nauseum is not minimal enough to feel like background material. It sounds almost like it's trying to be a melody and it really fails by the standards of a melody. We talked about it a little bit with some of the Breath of the Wild stuff where it's like, a, a good aim for a melody is to make it simple, but sometimes you can make it too simple and mm-hmm. then it starts to blur the lines between is it a melody or is it just like a repeated yeah, figure? Yeah, it's an interesting piece of music because I think some people in the series consider it a theme, consider it a melody. And what's really interesting is it's actually harkened back to a lot in the series, but what composers do is they take it and they kind of manipulate it. And I think they do actually make it a lot better. We're actually later later on, we're going to play a variation of this, which I think is a lot more interesting. I think my issue with that is that it's such a simple sequence of notes. And then it really, it's just those three pitches, which it's not like this game is the first game to have ya da da. Like I've written melodies that have that. And I've heard hundreds of pieces of video game music that have those intervals. So it's not... It's not inherently like enough to make it a melody, and a melody is more than just a couple notes. You know, it needs to yeah, have. Yeah, isn't form. it interesting that this is considered, you know, one of the main themes of the series? It seems like every single game has a different objection theme, um, and like I said, eventually they do take it and, and and they move to some new directions, which is cool. But yeah, very interesting direction that is set up with this game. Well, let's keep going. We're gonna play um, a theme that I'm a really big fan of. I remember playing this on the podcast a long time ago. This is a great melody here. This is called Maya Fey Turnabout Sisters theme 2001. I believe one of the most popular themes of the series. Let's take a listen. good oh man this is i don't know something about this is very nostalgic to me i believe this is the character theme of maya fey um sorry i don't know the context of who she is in the series um this original game again was composed by masakazu sugimori and naoto tanaka originally for the gba and then eventually what what we're hearing today we're just playing music from the ds release Will, do you have any thoughts on how this sounds for a ds game i like the sound um 
I I don't know. I I'm a big fan of listening to GBA and DS soundtracks. There's like a mm-hmm. charm. It, it's possibly nostalgia, but those two consoles in particular have such an interesting way of creating music in this kind of. There's like a gel that happens with the sort of compressed sounds of it that I really well, am a fan what of. What I find interesting about this soundtrack is even if I didn't know that this was originally a GBA game, I think I would be able to tell that. It seems like they're taking GBA style samples and just making it a little bit better. Right. Like it's a little bit more um, higher fidelity and you probably don't have the distortion that you have. I imagine the GBA version sounds very similar to this. That's interesting. Yeah, as a piece of music, I I like this so much better than the objection and the way that this is, this a great is using melody. that little motive that yeah, ba, 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 that that's kind of yeah, that's where cool. it functions as sort of like a background device, but it's not really yeah. a melody. And I don't think that was its intent, but it's just I wish that uh, they would have written a more definitive main theme for the character that uses yeah, I agree. that as the foundation of an actual melody. But I really like this tune. I like the sort of uh, American jazzy blues chords that are sort of harmonized. It sounds very pianistic, you know, like it was definitely composed at yeah, the piano. Yeah, and, and in general, this is pretty indicative of, of the musical vibe the series has. Very jazzy, very laid back, and there is a lot of emotion here. I, I don't know. I think this is this is really cool. I was listening to a later soundtrack, so I listened to everything in this entire series to prepare for this episode. Um, and there is a later game when Maya comes back and you hear this really nice re kind of I guess remix or rearrangement of this theme um, and yeah I, I just imagine that this this is a theme that could potentially be a tearjerker for for people um, because it, yeah it's just beautiful music all right we're gonna play one more track from the first game Ace Attorney this is Recollection Broken Hearted Maya so this is again dealing with that same character that we just heard let's take a listen interested in, to have a little discussion here with Will. Uh, we were talking about as this was playing that this series is so interesting because it's not necessarily about uh, the quality of the melodies. It's more just about the atmosphere and the vibe that is created. And doing that on the DS, I think, is very impressive. Yeah, and at the very least, it's just very different. It sets it apart from other DS soundtracks. I mean, mm-hmm. this piece of music, there's nothing that it's doing that I haven't heard before in other pieces of music, but it's definitely something I've never encountered with these kinds of sounds. I mean, right. like it's almost to the point of being humorous, like hearing that sort of square 
air channel synth doing with that. something so earnest and like vibey and emotional. It, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It is interesting that that uh, th- two of the three tracks we picked from the first game have to deal with this character of Maya. So I can only imagine yeah. that she has a lot of emotional importance. And you know, this <laughs> this is just our our takes of of the music that we responded to the most. There's plenty of tracks in this first game that. For me, I'm sure they were effective in the game, but they just didn't really speak to me on a musical mm. level. And so these were the sure. three um, that I, I really thought were effective. Yeah, I like this chord progression here. I mean, it, it, it's the the kind of um, arpeggio figuration. Do, 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 do. Like that, mm-hmm. it's so, um, I don't want to say cliche, but something that's used a lot in video game music and Japanese film music. Uh, that's just the kind of <laughs> go-to ballad arpeggiation. But the mm-hmm. um, when the bass descends, boom, boom, and then it goes, boom, which is, it goes to, uh, it's sort of a borrowed chord from the parallel major key. It's a great it's that sound. sort of... Um, like because it, it, in in a, a traditional modal minor you would have that let's say you're in C minor the six chord would be an A flat major chord but that sound is almost like going from C down to B flat down to A minor in that sound of an A minor seven that's like that you know Hiroki mm. Morishita Fire Emblem Awakening <laughs> that that kind of really dreamy sound Joe Hisaishi uses it a lot it, it's a big part of that rich sort of Japanese harmony but I've never yeah. really heard it used in exactly the way that it was used in, in this track where it's not about this kind of sparkly moment of surprise. It's uh, more fundamental to the progression. I think it was a really cool yeah. choice. Really cool. Now, I think as we move on to each title, it would be interesting to give our thoughts and, and at least my opinions of what I think of each score. I thought that the first score is definitely effective and did a really good job of setting the tone. I mean, a lot of the themes are carried on throughout the entire series and it seems like it's kind of the the blueprint of the series so i think the first soundtrack is definitely pretty effective and unique i was not a really big fan of the second game i'll be honest uh we're going to move on to just one piece of music from ace attorney justice for all which was also originally released for the game boy advance and then uh released in north america finally for the ds uh i I don't know i just thought there wasn't really anything that jumped out at me it kind of felt like more of the same but maybe without um some of the the strong musical choices that that i heard in the first game but this is a is a really good piece of music and i think it's pretty popular this is called reminiscence steel samurai's ballad and this game was composed by naoto tanaka who returned from uh work on the first game let's take a listen to this from justice for all
guys were listening to Reminiscence, Steel Samurai's Ballad, and again, talk about emotion. Music in this series is deeply emotional, and it's not always a serious emotion. Sometimes it's very silly and very fun, uh, so it really depends on what's happening in the game. Very joyous, like there's themes for when you win a court case and things like that. Um, but yeah, this, this, this is definitely the best track in the game. There really wasn't anything else that I really was interested in playing from this soundtrack, so I wasn't a particular fan of Justice for All, but luckily, uh, in the next game that we get to, I really think they, they stepped it up uh, musically, in my opinion. Uh, and again, I haven't played any of these games, so I'm just uh, coming at it from a listener's perspective. Well, I had sort of a funny moment when I hit play. I'm like, oh no, I'm playing the same track again from last time <laughs> because it's in the exact same key, has the same tempo, and oh. starts with the same left-hand piano arpeggio. Boom, That's boom, funny. Boom, boom, boom. And then it's this descending progression. I mean, this is it's a distinct piece of music. I'm not going to say that yeah. it's the same thing because it has a distinct melody and a little bit of a different arrangement and kind of a vibe that, that the melodic instrument has almost like the sound of a melodica or harmonica. And yeah. it has a little bit more of a lonely wandering sound and it's a little bit mm-hmm. less atmospheric and ethereal um, but it's just it's funny playing those two tracks back to back you can definitely tell that it's has to be the same composer you know for sure absolutely all right well i'm excited to move on to the third uh, sorry we're only playing one track from that game I, I at least we played one though uh let's move on to the third game i'm a big fan of this soundtrack now this was the first time that noriyuki iwadare uh, entered into the series, and he actually stayed for, for quite a long time. He's he's done a lot of work in the series. Started with this game. This is Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations, and this is also for the DS. Uh, we're going to play three tracks from this game, and let's start off with a trial theme. We haven't played a trial theme yet, um, and what I find really interesting about the trial music is I think very very background, very incidental music that really fits the emotion. Um, I, I do think there's some interesting things we'll be able to, to say about about this as a piece of music, but just imagine that you're playing a game, you're in a courtroom, and this is this is what you hear. Let's take a listen to Trial.
very cool piece of music. I think this is so effective because, and more effective, honestly, than a lot of the work in the first two titles, because it's just as vibey, just as emotional as that music. But I do think, you know, you can listen to this as a piece of music and there's a lot to enjoy. You know, there's a lot of interesting lines and even the use of the instruments. He kind of went with this acoustic guitar, but it's supposed to be the bass part. So I find that, that choice of instrument very very interesting this game was originally released in 2004 for the gba and then the ds saw it in 2007 and again this is solely composed by noriyuki iwadare this is trial yeah lovely a lot of really nice uh, harmonic touches in this track that were surprising but satisfying yeah i agree uh, i like the groove of it i like that kind of um that we, we called out that little figuration when we were doing, uh, I believe it was, was it last week on the Guilty Gear series? Or maybe it was a couple weeks ago, uh, the Castlevania kind of uh, progression. Yeah, I think we did talk about it last week. Yeah, where you have that pivot tone. Mm-hmm. And I like that this has that. I like the. Um, I like how unified all of the. I guess you could describe them as rhythm section elements. You know, the mm-hmm. bass, the chords, the melody, all kind of hitting those syncopations at the same time. Yet you have that pivot tone idea that's just kind of playing throughout. That was an effective arrangement choice, and I I hadn't quite heard something exactly like that in a game, and so I thought yeah. that was really cool. The melody. Again, it doesn't seem super like stand out to me. It's some it's not something I'm gonna be like humming all day. No. But I do think it is effective and uh, I, I also like that I think it fits within the musical style of the series that we've heard so far, but I also appreciate that uh, Noriyuki Iwadare is bringing a, a new compositional approach oh, yeah. to some of the same well, you know, we've made jokes solutions, in, you know. We've made jokes in the past about maybe how ridiculous of an idea this is for a game, but really I will say that musically this does fit for for courtroom drama. I mean, it kind of fits like a glove. Yeah, especially like the video game, the like Japanese game equivalent of a courtroom yeah. drama, you know. Well, let's play two more tracks. Uh this one is a character theme it's called Luke at me. I just want love. So apparently that's the essence of this character, Luke at me. Get at me, Luke. (laughs) Get at me with some love. Here we go. You guys are listening to the theme of Luke at me. This is I Just Want Love. Don't we all? Who do you think Luke is? I I can't imagine that he's an attorney. Maybe he's a, I don't know, maybe he's a witness or... 
some important character in a, in a case. I imagine that some of this music has to have a tongue-in-cheek quality, you know? I, I feel oh, yeah. like something like this, it, it must be funny in the game, or at mm-hmm. least commenting somewhat on the character. I think this would be a really fun series to compose for because there'd be so much potential to kind of get into a character, or at least the way that they're presented to you. So yeah. I love the idea of a, a courtroom drama kind of game, but done with this sort of, you know, bright, vibrant Technicolor music. I feel right. like the equivalent of something like this done in the West would be very serious and probably have little to no music. And the music that was there would probably be entirely amelodic. It would not be as overt as something like well, this. Well, and it would make the games way less fun to play. And I feel like you wouldn't right. have that emotional attachment. There's a lot of possibilities with the music for a series like this because it's all about the story. It's all about the characters. I mean, you know, one of the genres that the series is is visual novel and that's that's what it's all about and so the music has such an important role and they have a lot of fun with the music too and for my money i think noriyuki iwadari um, is probably one of the strongest composers in the series you know what would be really uh, cool practice to get into uh, i rem- remember there was now I- i'm i'm embarrassed that I-, I can't remember but there there was someone who wrote music to go along with uh, some of the old Star Wars expanded universe novels. Like they wrote, like there was an album of orchestral music that was released. It was around the time of like the Star Wars Dark Forces or whatever kind of N64 era. And there were some novels that came out and someone like created an album of music that was meant to sort of go along with those novels. Yeah. And I think that's such a cool idea. I would love to, I wish that like caught on as a trend because I like the idea of someone composing instrumental, you know, wordless music that's inspired directly by the narrative of a story Mm -hmm. and almost you could encourage people to, it would be fun. You could have written in the book like, begin track number three now and it's not like specifically hitting beats but it sort of fits the mood of every chapter has its own piece of music to go along with it i think that could be kind of cool well let's play one more track from trials and tribulations and this is one of the most popular in the series now we have played a remix of this there's a really cool album where they have an actual jazz combo play this and it's awesome we thought today we'll just stick to the original music this is called uh, either Gadot or if it's anything like Gal Gadot, she says Gadot, so maybe we'll say Gadot is the name of this character. The Fragrance of Dark Coffee.
you guys listening to Gadot or Godot, the fragrance of dark coffee, which is um, one of the most popular themes in the series. It's very laid back, very jazzy. As you can expect, the, the real recorded version has a real saxophone, which is what this is trying to convey. This is composed by Noriyuki Iwadare. Great piece of music. Yeah, I love the instrumentation, the sort of cheesy film noir vibe that I think this is trying to get. And even that yep. name, the fragrance of dark colored coffee, it sounds like a bad translation, but it's trying to, you know, when you think Gumshoe. of kind of like a, yeah, gumshoe detective sitting in a diner. It's perfect. You know, it's like that sort of a characterization. One thing I'll say is I do think there's more room for that vibe in the series and I kind of wish they would have explored that even more like it could have just had that film noir sound and I think it would have been really cool but it seems like most of the sound is actually not that it's a little bit more like poppy and modern than I definitely was expecting well I think that fits the visual style whenever I've seen images of the Ace Attorney series it has that kind of um, more comedic uh, anime look to it yeah uh and i think that's cool with the type of vibe the one interesting thing about this piece is like they got the rhythms the groove the the sort of instrumentation with their primitive samples um but you know i I really don't think these composers actually play jazz music because like the harmonies the chords and like the voicings of the chords don't really seem super authentic to me. (laughs) Um, And so that was one thing that it's like when you hear fake MIDI saxophone and fake MIDI bass and guitar and piano and all this stuff. And then you also have these like kind of inauthentic jazz chords. It has, (laughs) it has sort of a little bit of cognitive dissonance for me, but I, yeah, I really like the direction and I would enjoy more pieces of music in this style. Cause I think it, I don't know. It's a great sound. Well, let's move on to the fourth main entry. And this is also for the DS. This is Apollo justice ace attorney. Now, one thing that I discovered when listening to this soundtrack is there were a handful of tracks that seemed to have better fidelity, music for whatever reason I, I think the ds was capable of of maybe having uh some sort of like recorded audio files that that were obviously better quality than just the normal samples and so it seems like that happened in a couple of uh, the pieces of music because if you listen to the soundtrack there's there's a standard level of quality and then every once in a while you get to a piece of music and it sounds a little bit better the composers for this game are Toshihiko Horiyama, which is a very interesting name for Capcom. He's been a longtime Mega Man composer. He he composed on Mega Man X, Mega Man 7, Rockman and Forte. He went on to do a lot of the Mega Man X series for like the PS1. And so interesting to hear him uh, join the Ace Attorney series, as well as Hideki Okugawa. Let's take a listen to Apollo Justice. A new trial is in session.
really great theme, and this is a, a, one of the main themes of the series, at least it's turned into that. It's used a lot in the later games, very emotional. This is Apollo Justice, A New Trial is in Session. I believe it's the theme for this character, uh, Apollo Justice. He's a defense attorney as well in the series. Uh, and again, this game was composed by Toshihiko Horiyama of Mega Man X fame, as well as Hideki Okugawa. And when listening to the soundtrack, I was definitely getting some some later Mega Man X vibes. Right. And like I said, this sounds so much better than anything <laughs> technically that has come before. And even the rest of the soundtrack, this is seems like some sort of Red Book audio even. I, I'm not sure exactly what how this was made but it seems like it's more advanced than your typical ds score sure yeah i definitely hear that a very different sound i think for the series i mean i guess it's still on the chiller side of things Mm -hmm. but it's more overtly melodic and there's something that's nice and fresh about that and uh this composer is kind of weaving in that yeah that little three note idea from the if you want to call it the phoenix Wright theme um but it's nice to have a full you know spun tune out of that and not just be this little minimalist piece i will say the way that this melody is actually developed is nothing that exceptional um i would agree so I kind of, I don't know, so far on the episode, I think I actually prefer the more sparse atmospheric tracks. Because yes, they're not overtly melodic, but to me they have so much more to offer um, artistically. Where like this, Mm -hmm. the fidelity is better, and I like that it's earnestly going for a tune. But sometimes that's the stuff that can just end up sounding forgettable or a little cliche. Well, you know what's interesting is, yeah, this, this is a fine piece of music, but the way that it's used in the series as one of the most important themes that's called back to time and time again, I don't think it quite has that level of craft t- to warrant that, which is interesting. Yeah, it strikes me as like a little bit undercooked. Like it was done quickly without an in, an incredible amount of, you know, thought or care. It, it definitely, it it works, you know, like the ship floats, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that it's a composer who has a lot of experience working on and writing video game music, but it just, it, yeah, it doesn't, it's not a great theme, you know, like the first time I, I heard, uh, Zero's theme, Mega Man X3, it's like when you hear a really effective melody, that's like, mm-hmm. yes, that is this character, everything, the rhythmic identity, the instrument, the, the, the intervals of the melody, Yeah. Well, I actually don't know fully my opinion on Horiyama as a composer because he's worked on some of my favorite soundtracks, but I don't know if his compositions are particularly my favorite. Like, I'm pretty sure he's only credited with one track on Mega Man X, and I think it's the password theme. And I can't actually remember if that, I think that's pretty good. And the stuff that he did on Rockman and Fortier, definitely not my, my favorite tracks. So I would have to dive in and, and kind of listen to his music more to, to get a sense of what I think of him as a composer. Um, let's play one more piece of music from Apollo justice. This one's a lot of fun, a lot of energy. This is pressing pursuit cornered variation.
You guys are listening to Pressing Pursuit Cornered. This is a variation of that. Um, and this reminds me a lot of the Mega Man X series. I have a feeling this was a Horiyama composition. I really do love how dancey and how rocking it is. Um, it doesn't strike me as music that would fit in a courtroom game, but, you know, I don't know. If things are really getting heated and intense, uh, I guess this fits. Yeah, I do like this melody. Uh, this is uh, It's that right balance of simplicity. I love the rhythms of it. I like the sort of direction. That's great. It's a great track. It seems like it would be more fitting for a Mega Man game than a courtroom drama, but uh, maybe it's well, just... I also like that it I'm has ignorant. this kind of techno house dance beat you know dudes, cats, dudes, cats, i mean i think dudes, i think fun i don't know I, ju I just feel like a lot of the people working on these games they're just kind of going all in and just trying to make it a fun experience so in some ways it would be a lot more boring if the music was only incidental and, and atmospheric i mean i don't know i feel like hearing this music maybe it does get you more invested into the case yeah <laughs> yeah that would be good kind of you know, pre-game music for a real trial lawyer to listen to to get in the mood. <laughs> you just imagine a, a sort of like a montage scene in A Few Good Men. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise kind listening of like, to this. <laughs> this as he's said, running, he goes yeah. for a run in one scene in that movie. Yeah, that'd be funny. All right, let's move on to Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Dual Destinies, which was the first title released on the 3DS came out in 2013 and i really think that at this point the series reaches a new level musically uh, probably my favorite two soundtracks would be this one and the next one we're going to play both on the 3ds uh, very very good music and so i think the music is continuing to evolve in the series which is great the first track we're going to play from dual destinies is court begins trial and this game was again composed exclusively by noriyuki iwadare let's check it out Well, it's cool. We played two trial pieces of music today. We played something from Trials and Tribulations and then something from Dual Destiny. So it's interesting to see how, to see how the trial background music in the series has evolved. And I think this is, this is also very fitting for courtroom background music. It's, it's very intense and um, I don't know, there's, just, there's a lot of emotion here and it, it does get me excited to, to see what this case brings. Yeah, I like the sort of Dorian modal vamp part where you have the sort of pedal bass note. 
you know, that, that that's kind of effective for anything kind of getting you amped up a little bit. Right. You know, something funny is this actually does remind me of music you would hear on like Judge Judy or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That sort of dramatic. Really yeah. This dun, is, dun, this dun, is dun. definitely courtroom music for sure. The defendant said he owes him three hundred dollars. <laughs> that is so spot on. <laughs> That's so spot on. Yeah, I, oh I wasn't gosh. even thinking about that because I was just thinking about kind of how video gamey it sounds. Awesome. Well, let's keep going. Uh, I think a track of the week is is in our future very soon. We'll have to decide, but probably something from one of these two games. Let's play. Now, this is what I was talking about earlier. I'm, I'm curious for you to hear this, Will. This is taking that Phoenix Wright objection theme, I guess if you want to call it that, 2001. And this is uh, Phoenix Wright objection 2013. And so it's taking that, but it really makes it its own piece of music. I think this is this is really awesome. Let's take a listen to Phoenix Wright objection 2013, composed by Noriyuki Iwadare. This is this is outstanding. This is about the best reimagining you could ever hope for of this theme. I mean, he's basically making it into his own piece of music. I mean, some great riffs and, and lines here. This is Phoenix Wright Objection 2013. So hats off to Iwadari for, for taking this idea. And there was something interesting in that original um, track. I mean, the chord progression is, is very pleasing. And there's something cool about this repeated kind of ostinato. And so I think that Iwadari definitely took this and ran with it. I think this is a great track. Yeah, it's essentially a new piece of music because the chord progression is more extended. And so the sound of, you know, an F minor chord is way different than the sound of an F minor nine chord, Mm -hmm. you know, with a seventh. And like when when everything is fleshed out and kind of has this jazzy disco orchestra sound. But what about that really cool riff that's doubled on like, like, you know, like strings and bass and like Yeah, no, I really like that part of it. It kind of ties in with the like Judge Judy sound that you were talking about before. Seriously, like it it has that kind of like you've entered the courtroom, right? Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a great, it's a great sound. Now, is there is there a college humor video out there where it's basically the Judge Judy vibe, but it's Phoenix Wright? Because there should be. Well, I I will say that as much as I like this arrangement and all of the choices and everything, I still think it's kind of a substanceless 
melody or motive or piece well, of like there's really much of a melody. The only things that I really like about this track are what wasn't in the original. So That's it's true. kind of like in terms of like an arrangement, it's it's not so much yeah. I mean it's like I, I still am not a fan of like how many repeated notes bum 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 it's like i don't know it's like a morse code kind of it's like a melody made on a xylophone with three pitches in it you know right. it's just like it, it doesn't really feel right to me simplicity is good but when you go too far it sounds kind of stupid it, yeah i think it's an acquired taste I mean, I know there are people that love this theme, so I guess w- what we can say is that it just maybe didn't quite hit for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is about the best arrangement you could you could ever make of it. Yeah, but I mean, it's not just a purely emotional thing. Like, I'm not just saying like ambiguously. Uh, I just don't don't feel right. Like, I'm it, it's there's not enough substance to those three mm-hmm. notes. Like, three pitches aren't enough to create a melody especially if you mm-hmm. just repeat those same pitches ad nauseum like it, yeah i think um, it's possible ba-ba-da, that ba-ba, that's a that's an appealing melody idea but it doesn't go anywhere well i think it's possible that these composers would argue that that wasn't really trying to be a melody it's something in between it's it's not a melody it's some sort of musical vibe ostinato that represents the character and and in the objection, I guess, is maybe what they would say. But right. in any case, uh, let's move on to the last track. We'll, we're going to play from Dual Destinies, and I absolutely love this. This is really cool. Uh, Will, you might be able to pronounce this more than me. French, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's probably like Florent uh, Lebel, Je suis Lebel, which All means right. my name is Lebel. All right, and this is composed by Iwadari. is a strong contender for track of the week you guys are listening to florent labelle je suis labelle um I'll, I'll read a little bit about this character carl so it's Flor- actually je suis <laughs> so this character florent labelle was uh this is on on some sort of uh ace attorney wiki uh, he's the flamboyant and narcissistic personal aide of uh damien tenma who's the mayor of tenma town apparently he had his own private line of beauty products called je suis labelle which were for his private use only Perfect. Perfect music for that a-hole. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I really like the arrangement of this. I like the choral elements, the harmonies, and lots of wonderful little touches. Uh, this track features electric bass, and there's a moment I love where it. the left hand of the piano is sort of double that unison with this bass riff, and it's right. a really neat combination. I've never exactly heard that type of thing before, you know, where you yeah. have electric bass doing a, a very noty kind of climb, and then that doubled with it's the very piano. striking it's a, it's a neat sound it's something you hear like in jazz with upright bass doubled with piano but you know the sound of electric bass and piano like that i not quite heard that that's really neat one of the best of the day wouldn't you say yeah definitely i mean it's interesting i, I don't know that i would choose this for track of the week because it's like so satirical and it doesn't yeah. really capture the kind of vibe of the overall mm -hmm. series and sometimes I feel like you know I want track of the week to just be like if you have to listen to one piece of music from mm -hmm. the game listen to this you know well let's keep going we'll see if we can find something from the next game uh Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice this also came out for the 3DS and this was composed by Noriyuki Iwadare Toshihiko Horiyama so it's cool that these two are now working together as well as Masami Onodera Let's start off with Pursuit Cornering Together. cool lots of energy in this one this is pursuit cornering together from spirit of justice composed by iwadare horiyama and onodera this is outstanding neat 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 indeed i love all the kind of excessive modulation and also uh, the synth 80s brass is oh yeah it cool. sounds very capcom-y very super nintendo you know Mega Man 7 those modulations kind of definitely make it more emotional yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it becomes quite epic, and I also think there's something that's kind of interesting about a looped piece of video game music that goes on that much of a journey. Right. I, I like that. It's and there's something uh, often when I'm doing a lot of modulation when I'm writing a piece of music, I always feel this like magnetic pull to return to the original key. And right. I think part of it is sometimes that's the most difficult thing. You know, if you modulate and eventually you're like a tritone away from where you were, you have to do a lot of clever sort of sidestepping to naturally find yourself back in the original key. Especially if you do kind of like one of those just 
pivot modulations where all of a sudden, oh, now we're a major third away. And the most difficult ones, a lot of times in music, they'll just stop and start a half step up. Right. Those ones are almost the most impossible to return back to, you know, an original key without some very clever, you know, shifting and stuff. But it's kind of a fun practice of seeing how can you kind of find a way to get back to the original key and it's something i really admire when it happens in video game music Mm -hmm. because it is kind of a a difficult thing yeah this one it would definitely be a a contender for track of the week i'm curious to hear sort of the rest of these to see if let's do it that can be you know i'm I'm looking back at this whole playlist and if you know now that i'm thinking about it i don't know if anything so far has beaten that turnabout sisters theme from the original game that Maya Faye theme I still think that might be my favorite so right. far so let, let's just see if anything beats that this is very cool and an interesting change of pace this is Lady Kira Guardian of Kurain from Spirit of Justice let's it take a it sounds like a Klingon name <laughs> here we go cool it's like this traditional folk rocking solo here you guys are listening to lady kira guardian of kurain from spirit of justice i just picked this because it was such a delightful change of pace and it couldn't be more different from the tone uh, that this series is known for and um yeah i just got a lot of enjoyment out of it it's a very entertaining piece of music yeah that's super neat i I like it (laughs) yeah it, it definitely is different for the series and um yeah, there's something. These last couple of games just seem to be invigorated with a new sort of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is like amplified more than the original games were so chill, where these seem a little bit more, you know, motivated. Right. <laughs> you know, At the least the tracks like, that we're playing. Yeah, we, we, sh- we should we should say that. I mean, it's not like the entire score is this energy level. But yeah, you, you are right. More often than not. The energy is definitely amped up. Well, let's see what you think of this. This is another reminiscence uh, track. So any of the reminiscence themes are all very emotional and kind of sad. Um, and so let's see, let's see what happens with this. This is reminiscence inherited hopes.
Cool. You guys are listening to Reminiscence Inherited Hopes. Beautiful piece of music from Spirit of Justice. From Spirited Away. <laughs> I thought that's what you almost said. God, that's gorgeous. Gosh. I love these these chords. We get um, some wonderful sort of diminished chords or even these kind of... Uh, you know, dominant chords voiced in an interesting way. You know, Will, you were saying it reminds you of Breath of the Wild, Cockrico Village. You know what this reminds me of even more is there's a theme in Rayman Legends that I feel like is very yes, yeah, similar totally. to this. The, that sort of main theme, that beautiful wind. I think, it, I don't know if it's called like wind scene mm-hmm. or what it's called, but that uh, has that beautiful uh, daduk melody and yeah. it also has this sort of instrumentation. I was thinking the same thing, man. Yeah. It's this very, is very gorgeous. Solid. I, yeah. I, again, I, this it's... might be the, one of the best tracks of the day, but it doesn't do that thing. Like it's not indicative of the rest of the series. So it's kind of, no, a not at all. Choice. It doesn't seem right for, for it's track. Of the week. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So, okay. So, so far, I think the one that we're probably leaning towards is that pursuit cornering together. Um, all right, let's move on. I also on. like that turnabout sisters theme. Yeah. Yeah, those are both very good. Okay, we're going to play a couple of spin-off games in this series. So that does it so far um, for the mainline series. We're going to play something from Ace Attorney Investigations 2. Now, this is a spin-off game. There's, there's two of them, and it, I think, stars Miles Edgeworth. So let's play Miles Edgeworth Objection 2011, and this game was also composed by Noriyuki Iwadare. Let's check it out. guys are listening to miles edgeworth objection 2011 composed oh, by dude Noriyuki did you just hear Iwadari. that rhythm that dun 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 that was really Very cool. cool i love you know there's the another th- there. there's a lot of really interesting meter stuff that iwadari does in this series not necessarily that we've played i think the playout track is an example of that even though it's different composers he does a lot of pieces of music in seven four for example um, and I think people were saying, at least the comments I was reading, is that it really helps to, because you don't really follow that music as well, and it's a kind of hard to follow along. And that's kind of what's happening with some of the, the testimony that you're hearing, is that you're trying to follow along with maybe where the lies are. Right. And so sometimes the, the, the use of surprising rhythm, surprising meter, um, I think is very effective for the series. But yeah, th- this seems like a classic Ace Attorney track. Yeah, this is great. Uh <sighs> 
yeah, this could be a track of the week, I guess. I, I'm struggling a little bit that there's not like a single standout, but that sometimes happens mm-hmm. even with like some amazing episodes. Like I felt that way about the Octopath Traveler episode. Like it was yeah, all of such sure. a consistent quality. It's so consistent. That I didn't feel right of saying like this one was best. And you and I had a lot of disagreements of which were our favorite. And I think yeah. whether something is like, and that was, you know, one of the best soundtracks of last year. Oh uh, to God, me, this best. episode is like, there's nothing that's, really reaching those heights but sometimes when things are kind of consistent whether it's consistent and really high caliber quality or just sort of middle of the road quality it's very difficult to sort of pick a standout track i I think we should do that turnabout sisters because i hadn't heard that before it feels indicative of the series it's really cool and it has one of the better melodies i think well, guys, you heard it here first. The track of the week this week is Turnabout Sisters Theme 2001. All right, we're going to move on to the last game we're going to focus on. We'll play one piece of music, and then also the fade-out will be from this. Now, this was only released in Japan so far, and it's another spin-off game in the series. And the title is very long, and <laughs> it's in Japanese, so I'll do my best. Um... Dai Gaya Kuten Saiban Naruhodu Ryonosuke no Boken. Carl, you and have that, to promise me you won't edit out any of the pauses. <laughs> like, you have to just keep that in exactly as is. Because that so was so hard for me. Maybe it's my really favorite part of the episode today was just what just occurred. That was amazing. It's really hard to read uh, a lot of Japanese words that I don't know. Well, um, no, it's good okay, practice so, so, because it's like it's a completely like phonetically consistent language. So, mm-hmm. you, like, whenever you're reading, a, but there's like a lot of syllables in these very long names. So, it's like you have to really focus. But it's, it's, <laughs> phonetics that i'm not used to yeah it's like it's not your instincts so you have to like change your instincts a little bit so that's the name of the game and we're gonna play a character theme it is uh well how would you say this asugi or asoogi i guess asoogi kazuma nocturne this is very beautiful newcomer composers we have yasumasa kitagawa and hiromitsu maiba let's take a listen to nocturne You guys are listening to 
Asaugi Kazuma Nocturne from a spin-off game. Only released in Japan. And uh, yeah, this was composed by... What's the by name of it again? I want to write it down. I think I want to get this game. Dai Gyakuten something something. This was composed by Yasumasa Kitagawa in Hiromitsu Maeba. And very, very beautiful. Honestly, this is better than most of the music in the series. I mean, I listened to this whole soundtrack and there's a second game also, I think, uh, in this in the same spin-off series. And man, it, I don't know if it's just these new composers or maybe the better audio technology, but this is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, very stellar. Um, what a fun series. Very kind of eclectic, different soundtracks. But yes, I've always indeed. been curious about the games. I like the visual style. and We should try I'm them out sometime. Kind of humorously intrigued at the idea of like a, I don't know, a Japanese video game courtroom mm-hmm. <laughs> simulation game. That seems fascinating. Well, also, I think they do a really good job when they are actually released in North America. I think they do a great job of localizing it and translating it. I think from what I've heard, uh, it seems like the writing is good um, for, for the English versions. Uh, I can't imagine, unless you knew Japanese, then then you could play this game. But yeah, if you didn't know Japanese, you would be, be totally lost. We're going to play you guys out with another piece of music from this game. This is Joint Reasoning Type A. And this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier. This piece of music is in 7-4. And so um, it feels reminiscent of a lot of the Iwadari compositions uh, where he's, he's making something that is driving and exciting, but a little bit hard to follow. And it seems like that is very uh, fitting for, for some of this courtroom drama. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Um, we want to thank our, our patron. Uh, let's hope, I hope that I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, Aido or Aido. We want to thank you for your support. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode and all of our listeners. We hope you guys had a good time. We had a great time with this. Not something we're very familiar with. And overall, I think it, it remains hard for, I think, Will and myself to, to, to get into the series musically. But hey, we had a good time today. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. I mean, I, I love any opportunity to encounter some new stuff that I've never heard before. For sure. Carl, this is kind of a, a tangent and a little bit off topic, but I kind of wanted to just almost, what's the right word, attack you with this right on the podcast instead of mm, waiting until after we stop recording. That's not scary at all. Um, yeah, I want to be very... No, it's it's a good kind of attack. I really want you to start another podcast. Like, I've been trying to suggest for several <laughs> years now that I want you to do a drumming podcast, but I really think now's the time. I just, uh, hmm. last week... Carl's funk band, Carl B and the Soul Surgeons, they had uh, a really incredible show. It was their CD release show for their new album, Sea Legs. And it was just so fun, you know, to get to see the band play live again. But there were uh, quite a few people there who are kind of fans, listeners of the podcast. And I think it was a really great experience for them to get to hear you play drums. Because that's not something that I think a lot of listeners of our show are aware of what a great drummer you are. And I always been curious like what you would kind of do with and i don't know it could be whatever you want it could be like an educational podcast where you just go over fundamentals of percussion you could interview people you could talk about personal experiences i would just be very curious hmm. um that would be something i would love to hear so i think yeah, you that's guys interesting reach out tell carl what you would want from a from a podcast yeah and i think I know the thing the thing that I'm thinking about if I would do that is I would want to make sure it's something that has 
a lot of interest that people, you know, a lot of people would be interested in, in listening to it and, uh, and I checking feel like it more out people would week. be interested in drumming than video game music, wouldn't you think? Yeah, that's true. Different people, maybe. <laughs> Not the same people. <laughs> well, sure. But I mean, it's like with Underscore, you know, we've kind of had to... We've, there's some people who listen to both podcasts, but you almost have mm-hmm. to find a new market. And I'm that's sure true. like yeah. with Heroes 3, they've had to do something similar of like finding a, a different audience that's interested in the stuff but i would definitely be listening and i'm sure there's the nice thing about like i don't know fans of vgm is they tend to, they tend to have pretty eclectic tastes because liking video game music just means liking music because it yeah. can be anything and everything so i'm sure you'd have lots of our listeners that would hmm. be very curious to just maybe you can do as a trial thing remember we used to have marty's corner what if you yeah. did sort of like a carl's corner just we could we could air it on this show like a little segment if you wanted to do something kind of educational about drumming or something i don't know if you just want to do like a test run thing i'd just be curious it's an interesting idea for sure i will i will definitely consider that um it it is something that definitely interests me and um it it could it could be it could be a cool idea so thanks for the push i will definitely give that some even if you did like a youtube channel i don't know whatever i would just think a podcast would be Probably less easier. time than mm-hmm. uh, YouTube. Also, thing. then I don't have to, you know, I, I can look schlubby. I don't have to worry about how I look on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to play you out with joint reasoning type A. And next week we have original showcase. There's only two episodes left of the season. And we're also approaching a really exciting event, MAGFest. So anyone who's um, planning on going, we will see you there. And if you're not planning on going, you should go. Happens um, every January uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. We're going to be performing as well as putting on two panels this year. We're featured panelists God, so excited. for MAGFest. Bring it on. I want more MAG. Give me, <laughs> you know double barrel mag shotgun i'm ready we are so excited um all right guys so yeah look forward to an original showcase next week we're gonna play you out with joint reasoning my name is carl bergerman and i'm will bergerman have a great week everybody peace out (laughs) 